the book of Esther, the first chapter, from verse 10. On the seventh day, King Xerxes was feeling happy. He told his eunuchs that they must come to him. Their names were Mehuman, Bista, Habona, Bigtha, Abkta, Zitha, and Karkas. He told them that they must bring Queen Vashti to him, and he said that she must wear her royal crown. King Xerxes wanted to show everyone how beautiful his queen was. The eunuchs told Queen Vashti what the king had said, but she would not go to him. This made the king very angry. The king had men who knew the law, and he always asked them what to do when someone did not obey him. He trusted these men. Their names were Kashina, Shitha, Admatha, Tarshish, Meris, Marcina, and Mekuman. These men always sat next to the king. They had a lot of authority in the kingdom. And the king asked them, What must I do with Queen Vashti? The eunuchs told her what I said, but she did not obey me. What is the law about this? In front of the king and all the important men, Memucan, one of the men, replied, The queen has not only done something wrong to you, she has done something wrong to all the important men in your kingdom. When other wives hear about this, they will not obey their own husbands. All the women in the kingdom will say, King Xerxes said that Queen Vashti should come to him, but she would not come. So now, the wives of the king's officers will not obey their husbands, and this will make their husbands angry. If it makes the king happy, we suggest this. The king should make a law. Someone should write this law with the other laws of Media and Persia so that nobody can change it. This law should say that Vashti must not stand in front of you again. Then find a better woman to be queen. When people know the law, all women will obey their husbands. They will obey them if they are rich or poor. The king and his officers liked this idea and so they did as Memucan said. Bible Before Breakfast, Mildred Kingsley-Gungor here. So, this is a story we're all too familiar with. And maybe our focus is always on the fact that Queen Vash, many, many arguments here and there about the fact that the king was drunk and his men were drunk and he asked that she come forward and parried herself naked. And oh, I've heard all those arguments. And the truth is, if you study very closely, the truth of the matter is that there's really nothing that absolutely suggests that that was true. So we'll just look at a few scriptures and maybe look at some of the original words. I'll try to do this briefly, but that's not really where I'm going to. But just to put some people's mind at rest. So the Bible tells us that the king's heart was merry with wine. And that word that was translated merry is the word tob. It means good or a good thing, or it means better, best, bountiful, cheerful. So in other words, what they were saying was that the king wasn't drunk. The king was in a good, gracious, kind-hearted mood. Also, there's no indication that his guests were drunk because if you look at verse 8 of that scripture, it says that the drinking was done according to the law 
so there was no compulsion. So in other words, if people did not want to drink, they were allowed to decide that they would not drink. So this is what happened. The king was merry. He was in a good mood. And he was in the garden. Remember his party was in the garden. If you read the scripture from the beginning, which I suggest that you should, the party the king was holding was in the garden. And the queen was having her own party, but she was having it in the palace. So at some point, he wanted everyone to see how beautiful his queen was. So in other words, he wanted his beautiful wife to come out and, I mean, maybe greet everyone, greet all the guests. And this was on the final day of the feasting, which was after six months of showing everybody how powerful he was, how many great things he had. And so he asked them to bring the queen. So bring her, in other words, was go and fetch her. And so they went to her and they told her, the king wants you, and for whatever reason, to be fair, whatever reason, she refused to come at the king's command. Now, she refused, meaning that she it was a choice she had. Now, after this had happened, the king got upset because it must have been a back and forth. It must have been, go and get her and she refused. And he says, the king now commands. So the two words that were used the first time to fetch her was different from the second word. And so the king, the word in verse 10 is that he commanded. In other words, this was no longer a suggestion. And the Bible tells us that she refused so it was that utter refusal that made the king become very angry and he, his wrath, King James says, his wrath burned within him. And imagine, this was after six months of celebrating his accomplishments and then he's, you're in front of everyone and telling them what kind of great king you are and then all of a sudden, you know, you now decide, oh, and I'm not just a great king, I have a beautiful wife. Let the queen come, let her come and greet everyone. And he insisted that she come with her crown. In other words, what he was saying was she should come in her royal attire. So she must come and let people know that she was the queen. So it wasn't a case of just bringing my wife. It was let her come as the queen. So in her full regalia and her full authority, let her come and greet people as the queen. And she refused. She blatantly refused that she was not coming. Now... This is not uncommon. I mean, a lot of women do this these days. And that's not really what this is. It's not a relationship sermon. So this is not really what this is about this morning. What I was thinking about this morning was when the king got angry and he asked his men, what must be done to the queen because she has refused? The Bible tells us that Memucan came up with the suggestion. He said... She has not just offended you, O great king. She has offended all of us. And so this is my suggestion. Because if the other wives in this kingdom hear that the king, the great king, Xerxes, ordered his wife to be brought forward and she refused, then the other wives will start to disobey. So this is what we must do. You must place a decree, a proper law, and no longer would she appear before you. They didn't suggest that she should be killed. They didn't suggest, they just suggested that another should take her place. And this is my concern. When that suggestion was made, everyone heard it and saw it was good. Not one person said, 
Oh, Queen Vashti, no. She's an amazing woman. Maybe she's having a bad day. Maybe she's having a rough day. Oh, no, let's not do that. Let's give her another chance. Nobody spoke up for Queen Vashti. So this is my question this morning. What kind of person are you? And what kind of relationships are you building? The Bible says that the one who must have friends must show himself friendly. If you are the kind of person who gets into trouble and there's no one who will look out for you, no one who will speak up for you, no one who will defend you, then look at the relationships in your life. What kind of investments are you making in people? How do you act around people? How do you treat people? How is it possible that in the day of trouble, no one was able to speak for Queen Vashti? And she was obviously a queen who had great influence because she was also throwing her own party. So obviously she wasn't the kind of queen who was just locked in. She was literally a first lady. You know the kind that the king wants to show off? That kind. And I do believe that the king probably had concubines. But Vashti was his queen and he loved to show her off. So how is it? that she had so much influence and hadn't been a blessing to enough people for someone to fight for her. When Esther came on the scene, and I'm not really here for Esther this morning, but when Esther came on the scene, it shows, as you go into the story, that there were many people who liked her and would give her suggestions and would try to help her. People stood for her. If it wasn't an Enoch here, it was her uncle, it was someone fighting for her. But Queen Vashti had no one. The second thing, influence. Before you act, think about the people whose lives will be affected by the decision that you will make. Queen Vashti refused to come. Maybe she had a bad day. Maybe she didn't feel like coming out to greet people. Maybe she was an introvert. Maybe she just didn't want to be bothered that day. Maybe she wasn't. I mean, maybe she was having PMS. Maybe she was having a bad day. I don't know. But I don't think she thought it through. Always think through your actions. It wasn't just about Queen Bash. It was the fact that she was in a position of authority. And whatever she did would not be a prototype for other wives in the kingdom. And that was what the men were fighting against. Yes, it was a selfish fight. <laughs> but... She was caught in the crossfire. So before you act, think, this thing I'm about to do, who will it influence? Finally, every time I think about the story of Vashti and the king, I think about our relationship and Jesus. Jesus is our king, and he has given us dominion, and he asks us today to use that dominion to influence this world for good. How many of us are blatantly refusing like Vashti? to do anything with the authority that we have. How many people are we passing every day and not touching with the love of Jesus? How many people are we not influencing positively? How many people are walking away from the body of Christ because of us? Don't be a Vashti. I challenge you this morning to look into your life and check the relationships that are there. In the day of trouble, will anyone stand for you? What kind of person are you and what investments are you making? Good morning.
it's a wonderful many many arguments here and there about the fact that the king was drunk 